We are live. Welcome to the Two Guys in a Bed podcast, the official podcast of where reality becomes fantasy. It is Thursday, September the 12th. Thanks for tuning in. we got a pretty sweet show lined up. Well, I got a special shout out a little bit later. Um, we got people tying WRBF records, not necessarily setting records, but they're tying records. And is the season already over for one of our managers after week one? We'll find out later. But before we do, we've got to introduce a very special co-host tonight. With us, we have El Choro Bronco. <laughs> Look, man, the name's going to change. Don't worry about it. I got the victory. So everybody's waiting on the name. Um, uh, I'm just going to start right off the bat with some of the things that surprised me. Clint, thanks for having me on the podcast, man. I uh, love to be here. First time. First time. So I can't wait to get this. Get this thing rolling. So, first week I, that surprised me right off the get-go is Nick not scoring 100 points. The dude had ample amount of opportunity to have a solid draft, solid players, you know, to get just – I mean, his projected total was ridiculous going into it as well and still didn't make 100 points and has been begging me for play. I probably shouldn't say – I won't say all that. But, uh, no, we uh, – that one, and then the other big surprise was Tucker. I got to give props to Tucker, man. I, as much as I hate to say it, the dude put up massive points and changed poor Chris's name on week one. I know <laughs> Tucker's stoked about that. Um, what about you, Clint? What, uh, what surprised you in week one? Yeah, yeah, I think those are two, biggest, two of the biggest surprises. I think for me it was um, how poorly my team did. Uh, that was my biggest surprise. They really let me down, but, you know, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, before we do, uh, Logan, I know you're. This is your first time on the podcast, and I think you brought in a special sponsor for this week's podcast. So, Logan, who's helping with the lights this week? This week, we've got detention center approved Bob Barker jumpsuits. <laughs> That's right. Is, is Bob Barker the brand of the jumpsuits for detention centers? That your local detention centers, that is. Uh, fitted uh, pink ones, fitted for Jillian's. Uh, orange ones fitted for Jason's, whatever. Just uh, come by and get your <laughs> fitted jumpsuit or not. Um, yeah, they're helping us keep on the lights, man. Yeah, sweet. That's awesome. That's awesome. Those Jillian's and Jason's for sure. Um, Watch out for those. On a more serious note, uh, Callahan could not be here tonight. His daughter actually had um, eye surgery today, and so he's been at home kind of taking care of her all day. And uh, if you can, just kind of send some positive thoughts their way. Uh, as she recovers from her eye surgery. So, um, the week one. We, week one was a big week at WRBF. Uh, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Uh, Dell uh, beat me 116.7 to 111.3. Whatever. Moving on. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about another game. What about yeah. yeah uh, I mean, there's not much to say here. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was, it was really hard for me to watch on Monday night. Um, if you didn't keep up with our game, I had pretty much – Beaten Dell all the way up until New Hopkins, Hopkins got out there. And um, it was the – I hadn't beaten until the very last catch, okay? The very last catch, I hadn't beat. And if you had wouldn't have caught the damn ball, I would have beat Dell. And I would have been 1-0, and I would have beat the champ. Okay, enough complaining, dude. Uh, Tucker beating Chris is a big one for me. If you want to talk about any more games, just, just yeah. the 50-point game. I mentioned, I mentioned it earlier. Um, highest point total of the week. Um, ties his all-time highest points scored. I'm sure we'll get into all these, you know, records and stuff a little bit later, but that was a big point there. Um, had a lot of uh, big scores in that game. You know, got Eckler showed up, 
Deshaun Watson showed up for him. So um, that was a big game for me. And, of course, Nick, like I mentioned earlier, didn't break 100. And he was the only one that didn't get 100 points, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so I know he feels uh, pretty down about that. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So looking back at the Tucker and Chris matchup, um, you hate to see Chris lose uh, week one and get his name changed right off the bat. Tucker goes with uh, Twizzler and Dupu. That's <laughs> pretty good. Um, and then Chris, man, he gets really stunned by the injury bug. He gets Tyreek Hill uh, out for, I think, for at least four weeks. Darius Geis, who's out maybe six to eight I'm going to go jump in right there with Darius Geis. Redskins are cursed with knee injuries, man. We'll go <laughs> as far back as RG3 if you want to. <laughs> RG3? Yeah, uh, yeah. So Darius Geis tears it last year and then messes up his other knees out to six to eight weeks. That's really got to suck. So he's got to go with the old man carrying the rock from here on. Uh, if he wants to go with any more Washington running backs. All day, AP. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking earlier I kind of teased it in the intro, but I really feel like Chris's season may already be over. Those injuries are going to put him behind the eight ball. He's already – he has Golden Tate, who's suspended. Um, I hope Chris realizes there's only two IR spots that we have. Um, and I just – he's really going to have to make some drastic moves in free agency or in the trade market. Otherwise, I think Chris is headed for a very long, long season. Well, yeah. Uh, well, he can pick up kickers, right? <laughs> He can, yeah. he can pick up a kicker. Yeah. Because we have a sure. Because I, well, I guess we still have kickers in our flex spots. For sure. I, I mean, I don't know where you're going to play a kicker. <laughs> kickers don't throw balls. Kickers don't run with the ball. I, just, I don't know. That's like a trend now in our league is for people to try to add kickers. You know what I think it is? I think these people feel like their team is so good. I'm going to add a kicker so rub it in your face because <laughs> I can't play it. Yeah, right. Whatever. I'm going to take up one of my bench spots with somebody who just can't even contribute. So, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We'll we'll get to the free agency in, in just a little bit. Let's let's uh, you mentioned um, Tim taking down Nick and uh, Nick not scoring a hundred points. Uh, Tim's wide receivers really really suck, but his running backs are really really good. So uh, Tim, you got to hand it to him. Um, he takes down his BFF, and Nick, Nick doesn't score over hundred points, even though we added that second flex position. And even though, like you said earlier, Nick has probably the best keepers going into the draft mm-hmm. um, with James Conner and Alvin Kamara. Dude, he's got arguably going into the season two RB1s, two receiver ones. Yes. And then scores below. Those four players alone should get you right at 100 points. And then the other players are just like, I guess you can call them garbage points or whatever, just add it on, right? Yeah. I mean, you know. And Aaron Rodgers, that's arguably, arguably QB1 right there on Nick's team. Um, so Nick, Nick loses, and so he has to keep that, that name. If, you're, if you've forgotten, I beat Nick by more than 50 in the playoffs last year, so I renamed him Gurley Deep in my end zone. Um, and so Nick has to kind of keep that name for another week. Uh, so that was great. Um, and then two more matchups. Kevin beat Callahan 154.7 and 141.4, the highest point total combined point total out of all the matchups. A lot of points scored in that game. And Callahan was up uh, going into the second Monday night football game where Kevin had a few Raiders going, Josh Jacobs and the tight end Waller for the Raiders. Um, And Callahan scored the most points in a losing effort. Um, uh, El Choro, I don't know if you have anything to to add to that matchup. Uh, No, but he probably knows – how my dad feels, Dale, how, how he feels about losing 
in those high uh, you know, total matchups. So it's just a tough break. Um, but if he continues to score high points out, you know he's going to win and uh, you know, make his way into the playoffs um, if his team continues to play consistent like that. I know it's only week one, so we just got to wait and see. But, uh, um, yeah, perfect, perfect. And I want to update the league poll. Uh, we only had actually five – Five people vote on the league poll. I uh, put it on there. Antonio Brown, after signing with the New England Patriots, will become either a top five wide receiver this season, top ten wide receiver this season, another Ocho Cinco who just disappoints, or another Randy Moss who reinvents himself and uh, reinvents his career with Brady. And right now, another Ocho Cinco who disappoints is leading three votes to two uh, top ten wide receiver. And with the, the Antonio Brown latest news, it looks like Callahan is headed for yet another weekend of headaches, having to deal with that on his roster. Um, there's lots of upside with Antonio Brown, but lots of headaches. Um, speaking of headaches, uh, you, you beat Ryan in the last matchup from week one, 125.1 to 123.1. That was the closest game of the week. Um, you beat him by only two, uh, only two point margin. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun going into that matchup because I had uh, Duke Johnson remaining, and he had Philip Lindsay. And Duke Johnson didn't give me about like 11 points, I want to say it was. Um, so I didn't have much of a margin lead going into that Denver game. And uh, Philip Lindsay just wasn't able to, to get it done and it just remained close. So when I woke up the next morning, because it was a late game, I saw that point total. You know, I was thinking I was going to wake up to a loss. But uh, luckily, I was able to squeak that one out. I paid it for Ryan, but it is what it is. And, yeah, so you beat Ryan, so you get to change your name. So we're all going to be looking forward to the new name that you come up with. Um, all right, so It'll be better than TJ 2.0. I'll tell you that. Yeah, great, great name, great name. Um, do we even talk about Sam? You know what? Speaking of which, I don't even think we talked about him. No, we didn't. But Sam beat Steve 128.1 and 116.8. Uh, the defense was the difference in this game. Steve's defense didn't score any points, and Sam's defense defense scored 17 points. Uh, and this is a pretty interesting little. Stafford at WRBM, start of the week. Sam had 111.9 points on his bench, and that would have beaten three other teams this week, including mine. Um, yeah, so Sam coming in here week one, just throwing buzz, man. Yeah. Starts off with a big, big win. So yeah. impressive. Steve, Steve's, you know, no slouch. So exactly. Good win for good win for Sam. Exactly. All right. Now, next up, let's give out the infamous Dookie Award for week one. Now, I'm gonna let you pick, Logan. We've got a few solid candidates for the Dookie Award. Um, and I've got them listed there if you want to talk about the possibilities and then just kind of let's let's get inside your brain and let's well let's hear what you think about i mentioned all these have been mentioned already um but nick losing and then compounding his foolishness by unsuccessfully trying to add a kicker uh that's that's a good one uh, yeah. him also nick not scoring over 100 points alone yeah, so is, is a good one nick, nick with a strong strong possibility strong odor strong smell <laughs> right now uh, but Kevin steals the show because he actually added a kicker for five bucks. You know, the fact that Kevin actually added a kicker 
is, is pretty bad. And I've, we've already pounded Nick enough already in this podcast. So I'm going to give Kevin the Dookie Award win. Yeah. Congratulations, Kevin. Way to pick up a kicker and then drop him two minutes later for five bucks. Nobody <laughs> sees us. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Dude, we got recent activity. We see everything. <laughs> All right. All right. So I want to give a special shout out. Um, to the newest member of WRBF, Sam. Uh, Sam, man, he is in his bag. He is already looking at the Weebly. Remember, wrbf.weebly.com for all, all your WRBF needs. Um, he's looking at that page for auction values and doing like price checks on players before he makes roster moves. So he's out here playing chess, boys. He's looking a couple moves ahead. Um, and if you haven't, Make sure you check out that website. I've got bios for each manager. Um, I got a nice picture of every manager. I got a nice little um, resume for each manager, and I've actually got some like serious statistics for each manager on there too. So if you haven't already, check it. Take the time, check it out. And something else you need to check out is the FML 2.0. Steve has updated the FML uh, for Week One in 2019. And he's got it linked up in the message board of the website. So make sure you check that out. He's got to put a lot of time into that. Um, and I think Tucker has the overall lead as of right now. But it, remember, it's super, super early, super early. Um, and uh, those of you wondering, Nick is in last place. If we keep the score at home with the FML, Nick is in last place. If you didn't hear that, Nick is in last place. Uh, all right. Now, uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier, Logan, the free agents. I want to talk about them briefly. Some of the big free agents that we had in week one was, uh, was John Ross III. Um, he was somebody that was the most popular uh, free agent. There were six people who went after him. And uh, Steve actually got him for 31 bucks. Wow. So Steve dropping some dimes. And what, mm -hmm. is, what, is, what does Sam say? What is his little motto about uh, making money? And if you, you want to risk it. For the biscuit. <laughs> yeah. For the biscuit, yeah. for the biscuit maybe. That's right. So Steve is definitely risking it. And then Ryan also risking it. He had another – this is one I forgot to mention. I forgot to list him as a Dookie candidate. but uh, Another good one. Talk about Ryan a little bit. Ryan um, spent a total of $24 on two players in which he could have gotten for free. And those two players, and we're going to dive into this, was Chris Conley, wide receiver, and DJ Chart, wide receiver, both of the Jaguars. I uh, don't know if he got the news or not, but Nick Foles is not going to be available until at least week 11 because he was placed on IR. So somebody by the name of something Minchu is the quarterback <laughs> there in Jacksonville. It's an interesting move. And not only did he try to get one, but he got two on the same team and spent money on them in which he could have gotten both for free. Right. right. Definitely a Dookie Award candidate. <laughs> Bold move, man. Bold yeah. move. Risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> Maybe the maybe the internet is like a little bit it lags a little bit behind. And where where is he at again? Uh, Liberia, Liberia. Yeah, maybe it's like a, a few weeks behind in Liberia. Um, all right. So <laughs> speaking of Ryan, uh, looking ahead to week number two, uh, I'm going to be going up against Ryan. And uh, uh, let's right. It's Thursday night, and the Thursday night football game is going on right now. About midway through the second quarter. Uh, right now, Clint's uh, up against Ryan, and uh, right now Ryan has 5.7 points from Curtis Samuel midway through the second quarter. He's got two catches for a little more than 40 uh, yards, so we'll see how that goes. Just midway through the second quarter, still a lot of action. 
Yeah. Uh, score six to three, Carolina's way right now. So we'll low scoring, no touchdowns yet. So. And um, right now, ESPN is projecting me to score a grand total of 99 points. So I'm trying really hard not to pull a Nick and do a sub 100. Um, the line on our game is, is plus 27. Like Ryan is projected to win by 27 points. But everybody knows smart money is on me to cover that. All right. There's no effing way I'm losing to Ryan by more than 20 points, let alone I'm not getting 50. None of that. Okay. Um, even though ESPN says that Ryan has like a 62% chance of winning right now, which is the highest percentage in all the games, it's just not happening. Okay. So my team is good. I'm a good manager. I've got three belts. All right. I'll need sure. to repeat that. But sure. It's just a little bit frustrating. Anyways, um, Steve is going up against Chris. And Chris is 7-3 versus Steve in the head-to-head matchup. Uh, Steve has two players going tonight. So, Logan, update us on the Monday Night Football game. Uh, the Monday Night Football game, getting close toward the end of the second uh, quarter. Um, Chris Goblin has got 7.9 points right now. Um, and Cam Newton, 4.4 points. Both of those players are on Steve's team, of course. So, you know, like I said, it's kind of a low-scoring game right now. No touchdowns. You know, it's a little bit quiet. I'm sure things will heat up in the second half. But uh, right now, not a whole lot going on. Beautiful, beautiful. And then Callahan, he loves those matchups that come down to the Monday Night Football game. And Chris and Steve both have – um, a player going Monday night. So that'll be interesting to see how that turns out. All right. Um, Sam, TJ 2.0, great name, real creative dude. Um, Sam is going up against Tucker, and Sam is projected to win 118.2 to 113.9. All right, Logan, let's uh, put your little Nostradamus hat on here. Give me some predictions. Give me a prediction of who's going to win this matchup of Sam versus Tucker. Tucker had a strong week in the first week, man. Um, you know, his projection is, is 113, but it, it could be higher thanks to those running backs that he's got. T.Y. Hilton showed up even without Andrew Luck. So it looks like based off of week one, T. Hilton could, could keep that thing going where he's a, you know, close to a receiver one, maybe a high receiver two. Um, you know, Sam made some moves this week. Yes. There were some trades and stuff. Yes, um, yes, that's something we haven't really talked about. So let's get into that. Okay, so Sam traded um, – he traded LaShawn McCoy for Danny Amendola, who was just picked up off a of waiver wire, right? Yeah. Just picked up. So he could have actually bid for him and got him off the waiver wire. Maybe he was out there and he really wanted him and, and traded for him. Um, but either way, he traded away LaShawn McCoy, who had a pretty good week in week one. I mean, he averaged almost eight yards per carry in that game, uh, reunited with his old head coach, Andy Reid. So, and then you made a trade with, with, with Sam. Sam. Yeah, yeah we, I made a trade with Sam. I uh, traded for Malcolm Brown, had to get the handcuff. Um, and he received DK Metcalf from a young, promising rookie. Um, he uh, has his stash on his bench at the moment. Um, but, you know, based off the lineup, and, and, you know, we're talking about predicting games here, you know, I'm going to have to lean towards uh, Tucker in this matchup. Um, hated that to my boy Sam, but uh, he's got, you know, more five point um, uh, under for uh, Sam. Uh, but I might have to kind of lean towards uh, Tucker. I like his players and I like their uh, high ceiling. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think Sam last week was kind of a flash in the pan. Um, I don't know that he's going to be able to maintain that kind of success week to week. Uh, like you said, I feel like Tucker's players have a higher ceiling. Um, I also think they have a higher floor. Um, I think they yeah. the possibility of them scoring points is is is, is much greater than than, than Sam's guys scoring points. And then we got Callahan versus Tim. Callahan is projected to win by only two points. A close matchup on paper. 
Um, and Callahan leads the head-to-head matchup seven to four. Um, I don't know if they have any guys going tonight as of right now. Yes, they do. Uh, it looks like they've got a few points being scored there in that that matchup. Yeah, we got uh, you talking about Callahan, right? Yep. Yeah, Callahan. He's got uh, four point three points from Christian McCaffrey. Oh yeah. Uh, so you would probably expect a bit more from McCaffrey at this point late in the game. Um, and then Tim has DJ Moore playing. He's only got two point nine points. Uh, so you got Curtis Samuel up here, who's up to seven point three. Oh, points. super! Squatting up there. Oh, super. We'll uh, take a look and see how far they're into Thanks. the game if they're close to maybe halftime yeah. at this point. But Curtis Samuel having more points right now than DJ Moore. They're arguably the number one receiver there. And Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Right. For sure. Yep. That's pretty awesome. So, um, Christian, let's see. There are four, five minutes left in the second quarter. Um, Christian McCaffrey with thirty-two rushing yards. That's it. Still, like I said, no touchdowns have been scored in this game. Uh, DJ Moore, two receptions, 19 yards um, so far in this game. And the uh, split right now, probability wins 50%. Oh, wow. Right now. Oh, okay. uh, so the, nice. the uh, point totals have dropped or changed a little bit uh, according to this game. So it's, it's up for grabs right now between those two teams. Nice. All right. Uh, next, we got Kevin going up against Nick. And this is uh, the rivalry is renewed. Um, this is their 21st matchup in which Nick leads. He leads with 12 wins. Um, those two always put up a really good fight when they're going up against each other. But it looks like Nick is out to an early lead. Yep, he's got 14 points from the Carolina's defense. Uh, Mike Evans with uh, half a point Ooh. right now. Ooh. So Bruce Arians has got to get uh, got to get that offense going more um, from what was supposed to be a revamped offense with the Buccaneers right now. But uh, right now, Mike Evans only half a point. Um, so far in this game. O.J. Howard with a big goose egg so far in that game. So it looks like uh, Nick might need some help at tight end there. Um, and then finally, we got the matchup of the week. Father versus son. Champ versus a guy who's never won a playoff game. Uh, Dale is projected to win by 15 points, and he actually leads the head-to-head series 10-7. to And I'll jump in here first, and I'll let you have the final word. Um, again, this is the champ. Uh, Ert's so good. He has a 56% win probability right now. Um, he's coming off a huge win when he, he took down the league's winningest manager, which is a shit. huge accomplishment. Um, he's got arguably one of the best wide receivers and running backs in the game with Ezekiel Elliott and then Nuke Hopkins. He's got uh, a, a, some studs for the Eagles, Zach Ertz and Miles Sanders. And then you have Todd Gurley and David Johnson, which is a great one-two punch at running back. Uh, you have Duke Johnson, who's a great flex. Um, and then, you know, the, the quarterbacks are kind of a, a, kind of a wash. I think Derek Carson have a pretty big game against Kansas City. If I had to choose one right now, I think I'd have to lean towards the champ. I hate to say it, man. Fair enough. You're staring me right in the eyes right now, and it's hard to say this, but mm-hmm. – I do think Dale can win yet again. I mean, if he can beat me, he can beat anybody. So, there's my spot for me. I mean, that's fair enough, man. It's an intimidating game. I mean, we're going against the champ. You know, you. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just like any team going against the Patriots. I mean, you're going to be intimidated going into that game, you know? So, uh, I got some players that I'm pretty stoked about, some guys on my bench that I thought about maybe putting in my flex. Uh, we'll see if any of those change before Sunday. Um but it's a pretty intimidating match. Like you said, he's got good running backs, receivers with Hopkins. Hopkins is just a clutch player for him. 
So tell me about it. Yeah, so Zach Ertz. Um, but Terry McLaurin, Washington receiver. Let's we'll see Ooh. how he does. I mean, could be a boomer bust player there. Um, you know, I got the Bills defense. I'm, I'm, I feel pretty confident about. Uh, he's also got the Ravens defense, who has got a good opportunity to uh, score some points as well. So I think the defensive totals will be pretty high this week. That McLaurin, dude, he doesn't even have a picture. No, no, I mean, right. like it's, is he white? Is, I have no idea. I don't know. It's I, great. He's great. Yeah, I don't he's know. great. Yeah. So. <laughs> That makes me feel a little bit better. But right. anyway, he's, it's, it's going to be a tough matchup. Um, let's see how it plays out. Well, good luck, man. I really hope you can take him down. Um, I would love for you to start out to a 2-0 and start. Um, and while we were talking, Mike Evans just had a huge reception for Kevin. Uh, so now Mike Evans has 5.1 points. So that game's getting a little bit closer. Um, and then Monday night, we got the Browns versus the Jets, which will be interesting. Um, all right. Well, that's going to wrap up our podcast for the night. Logan, man, it's been a pleasure to have you on. You are a fantastic co-host. Um, and you're welcome back anytime into this bed, into, oh, you know, just whenever you want. Come on back. Yeah, man. Can't wait. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys, and good luck in week two. We'll see you next time. The Two Guys in the Bed podcast, the official podcast where reality becomes fantasy. Man, don't know if I'm done, but I'm fine. 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 I'm f